Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. It's so great to have all of you tuning us in and turning us on. Uh, thank you so very much. And again, please check it out, the drpatshow.com. And we're making a lot of changes based on your recommendations. Uh, and also, uh, thank you all for tuning us in right here to our Conscious Business channel. Thank you guys so much. This, this message today um, is something that I'm not just going to talk about this from a place of, yes, I've read a fabulous book. The book is called Swiped. I I don't want to talk about it. I want to talk about it from the place of having been one of those people that has been affected by this. And if there is a message of our time, Adam Levin is just giving it to us right here. If there is a message for all of us to be super mindful of, get really educated about, It is what he has put together, 30 years of experience, nationally recognized expert on security, privacy, identity, theft, fraud, personal finance. If there's a message, one message perhaps we can leave you with today, just one, don't give out your username and password to anybody. But more than that, what is it that you may not know? Mr. Levin is on a mission. What's the mission? The mission is to educate consumers, businesses, lawmakers, and about identity management. Yes, it is a management, and we have a responsibility, each and every one of us, to make ourselves aware. Just like we're now responsible to be aware of our health and take responsibility for that. This is a new level, but how do you keep your head above water? with all of the different ways that people are being bombarded. Well, I got to say that Adam is a guest on many, many programs. Probably you've seen him on MSNBC, CBS, Good Morning America. You've probably seen him on Fox. You've probably seen him on Business Channel, Bloomberg, wherever you have seen or heard. It is an honor to have him here. And the book is a must read. For those of you out there right now, if you're like me and the many others and you're looking at Karen for, you know, parents that uh, that are really at the place in life where even if you talk to them about identity theft, that would not be something that would register very well. We want to say to you today, this is about cybersecurity in a way you've not heard before. Adam, it's so great to have you here. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Dr. Pat. It's, It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, this book, and, and I believe, and I just said this, this is a message, uh, and what you've been able to do, your life's work, 
this is something that's so powerful today. I have to ask you a question, though, because you and I were chatting before the break. Did you ever think that here you would be one of the world's most renowned experts on cybersecurity, privacy, and identity theft? Did you, did, I, I mean, did you think this would be you in the world today? I'm not sure it's me yet, but I am flattered by <laughs> what you think. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, you know, I was involved in politics and public service for many years. Mm -hmm. I was involved, I was Consumer Affairs Commissioner for New Jersey, so I was always sort of very public service oriented. And in fact, I always wanted to do something that would sort of bridge the gap between doing good, doing well, consumer education, consumer protection. I mean, I come old school back from the days when Michael Perchuk was the head of the Federal Trade Commission. Joan Claybrook was the head of the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Uh, so, you know, there is a long legacy that that I learned at the knee of the masters uh, by watching and listening. And, and, you know, one thing is for sure is that uh, it's very important that we do everything we can to protect our people against yeah. those who would do everything they can to exploit them. And, yeah. you know, unfortunately, in the consumer protection area, in the identity theft area, uh, there's just a lot of people who end up as collateral damage. And it's mm. a terrible thing. And therefore, you know, as, as, as many people as we can have on our side, we need to have. Because it's uh, it, one of my favorite lines from the West Wing was, it's a big country in a short day. And there's a lot of work to be done. There is. And, you know, I'm really struck by uh, how much you have been able to put in this incredible book that you wrote. Um, I mean, I, I, some of this I had, had to go back over and over and over again and read. I mean, I, I, went, I don't know if people have said this to you or if maybe I'm just a little bit slow on a, on a few of these things. But I studied with Peter Drucker, and I was especially grabbed by Culture Eat Strategy, uh, the section in here. The question I, I want to kind of, you know, kind of hit you up with here, though, is the world we live in, it's so hard to keep up with how many ways that we have to uh, be mindful of this, really be responsible. I want to ask you, if I said to you, what is on your top three here, Adam? What's on your top three that if somebody walked up to you off the street and didn't know much about anything, top three, what would you tell them to either do or stop doing? Well, you know, and I break the book into what I consider the top three, which is the three yeah. M's, minimize your risk of exposure, monitor, yeah. and have a plan to manage the damage. And I think the mm -hmm. most important thing people have to really rock is that, uh, and, and you'll obviously get, this will resonate with you and your listeners because it's business mm. and it's investment, is when you say the word portfolio to most people, mm. the Pavlovian mm -hmm. response is investments. And what a lot mm -hmm. of people don't think about is that we have other portfolios in our lives. Our identity and mm -hmm. our credit are two critical portfolios. And just as we hope someone professional is managing our investments, we need to be the professional managers of our credit and our identity. And oftentimes, it is up to us uh, as to whether or not our credit report 
is going to be, for instance, a resume or a rap sheet, and that our identity mm-hmm. is going to be something positive or negative, and that, you know, a lot of times we think it's out of control, but there are many things that are within our control, but it requires people to be very alert and to think of those things that make up their identity, their personal identifying information. They have to think of that as their most precious asset. And the problem with a lot of businesses in this country, and even with the government, is that it never really understood the concept that personal identifying information of customers, citizens, consumers, clients, business partners, that that is an incredibly precious asset on the same level with trade secrets and intellectual property. And Mm. this is the big shift that we have to go through is this has to be protected. And unfortunately, the world we live in, we are now being surrounded by so many things that track us, that gather information, that store information, that disseminate information, sometimes without our knowledge, sometimes with, uh, with our knowledge, but yet not our understanding. And that, you know, for instance, you see something you like, you click on, I agree, before you realize yeah. what you're agreeing to. Now, whether yeah. it's because the privacy policy is written in 27th grade English and the terms <laughs> of use are the same, or whether it's the print is so fine that you can't see it, but people don't take the time to stop and think about what they're giving or what are you swapping when you get something that appeals to you and how are businesses protecting that which we're swapping for whatever they're selling. Those are Mm. some of the big considerations. Mm. And you know what? We are a clicking society. We are really a clicking society. And I was just doing a, a show before this one about you know, how absolutely impatient we have become to even read an agreement, right? To sit down and read an agreement before we hit the button that I agree. And what you're really saying is you're going to have your email now be used uh, in email lists uh, for people that you don't even know. You don't even know. Not only Uh, that, but, you know, a lot of companies say that uh, we will never sell your information. And yet, at least one major American company, when they went into bankruptcy, what's the first thing that they sold? Their customer information. Oh, their email list. (laughs) And their email, all all of that stuff. So, and we're living in a society, two things are going on. One is instant gratification isn't fast enough for most people. Mm -hmm. And secondly, you know, we talk about Gen X and boomers and Zoomers (laughs) and all that. But I think that a lot of people, when they go online, they become Gen I I being mm. invincible. They seem to think that they can do anything, say anything, go anywhere, look at anything, and they're invincible. And there was a very interesting ad a couple years ago. The, the Postal Service uh, was an ad of a woman sitting in a bus. A gentleman comes and sits down next to her. He's in a suit with a raincoat, with a briefcase, with an umbrella, looks like a lawyer. And he starts talking to her about the fact that he represents an exiled leader of a country. And she has been selected to receive millions of dollars for which she will get a commission because they've determined she's the one person they trust to help them get their money out of this country from which they've been exiled. 
She gives him a very strange look and walks away. And the voiceover basically says, how come when they look you in the eye and say what they say, you don't buy it, but online, you believe them? Yes. That is a really good question. Let's talk about that when we come back from break. You know, in a few minutes, we'll be right back, everybody. You know, what is it about what Adam has put together, Swipe? What is it about this book? that all of us can relate to. Why is it that if you saw the title of this book, if you just saw this, or you hear us talk about it, why is it that reaction that you get inside for some of us, you know, a little bit, you know, we're a little bit older. Some of us, why is it we can break out in a hot flash in a hot second when we're faced with the realization that this could be us just in the word. Stay tuned, everybody. We'll be right back. Transformation Talk Radio is dedicated to the education and awareness of Lyme disease. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Lyme Talk Radio. I'm Dr. Pat, joined here by Dr. Nusheen Darvish. Dr. Pat Basili and Dr. Nusheen Darvish will be bringing the most innovative, groundbreaking information, research, treatment innovations, and stories from those it affects every day. I'm so excited to be talking about this. We have so much to share. Dr. Darvish and I are planning to do is connect the dots. People suffering with all sorts of chronic diseases, it's time. It is time for them to transform. Tune into Lyme Talk Radio and help keep our mission strong for the loyal listeners out there that have been listening to this incredible show on Lyme disease we are not going to let you down we're going to come through stronger and enrich the platform for Lyme disease awareness through Lyme Talk Radio the message will continue the conversations will become stronger and the healing epic are you feeling stagnant or blocked in your love life career health or finances experiencing difficulty focusing or setting and achieving goals tune in to spiritual diagnostics radio with psychic visionary healers carol dorian and suzanne evans discover the cause and effect of unwanted patterns in life tune in every tuesday at 12 p.m pacific on transformation talk radio for more information visit spiritualdeed.com are you, are you searching? Are you searching? Looking for a sign? A message you need to hear? From the great unknown? From the most mysterious place? That is the most familiar to your soul? In the depths of who you are? The universe puts someone here to talk to. Someone God gave a blessing to. That you may find insight with. TheAngelLady.net. 1-800-323-1790. 1-800-323-1790. Chris Stainis is a spiritual leader and healer and teaches a course on how you can transform your life through a meditation and healing system that will manifest your spirit's dreams. She manifested the Women of Wisdom Conference, the Women of Wisdom book, and this radio show. And she can show you how to change your life, too. Are you ready? Visit the website and contact her at VoicesOfWomenToday.com. That's VoicesOfWomenToday.com. There are so many resources out there for meditation. But did you know that Atana's Heart Earth Healing Meditation is available for you for free? Yes, that's right. You can receive this free healing meditation today from Atana Badili. All you need to do is visit his website, atanamethod.com. That's A-T-A-A-N-A method.com and sign up. 
you will receive your free meditation instantly. That's AtanaMethod.com. Are you ready for a game changer? Sarah Westall is bringing you Business Game Changers Radio. Sarah brings you leading experts, visionaries, and newsmakers who provide the best commentary on big issues and cutting-edge innovations. Sarah's 20 years as a business executive will help you think like an entrepreneur with expertise, energy, and attitude. Tune in to Business Game Changers Mondays at noon Pacific, 3 Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Hey, everybody, welcome back. You know, it's so great to have Adam Levin joining me here today. You know, this is an Amazon bestselling book, yes. But when you hear the words, you know, when you just hear it swiped, I mean, when you understand that, when you think about the impact of that, you know, you might be thinking to yourself, well, or maybe not, wow, that's never going to happen to me. I do A, B, C, D, and E, and by goodness, that's not going to happen to me. But what is it that's going on in the world? And before we get going here, we've got three copies of the book to give away, which thank you, Adam, so much. Let's do this. 1-800-930-2819. We're going to give away one copy at a time. So let's go ahead, Benny, and take our first caller. Adam, what's the best way for people to find out more about you? And, of course, they can get the book pretty much anywhere, right? Yes. Um, certainly online through Amazon, Barnes and Noble, places like that. Mm-hmm. Independent booksellers have it. CEO one eight hundred CEO read. Um, mm-hmm. To find out about me, come to adamlevin dot com. Now, as much as I'm flattered that people may think it's Adam Levine, I don't have the e. <laughs> so it's a d a m l e v i n dot com. You can learn about me, about the stuff that that I'm working on. You can uh, have a pathway to the book. So. Uh, that's the easiest place to kind of find out about what's going on with me. Yeah. And that's really important to do for those of you thinking, well, wait a minute, you know, this is a lot of information. Adam has a fabulous website, by the way. And if you go take a look at it, you're going to be able to find out, you know, much about identity theft, data security, personal finance, A, B, C, D, and all of the above. And on uh, what I love about what you've been able to do here and what you've done in the book is you really take just about, depending upon what people might think, it doesn't matter if you are an executive of a company or you're running a household. You open a page in this book and it's like, oh my goodness, yes, I'm aware of that. I want to touch upon something we were talking about during the break. We kind of sit sometimes, Adam, I think, in, in our own little cubicle and we think, oh, okay, this must be just going on in the United States. Email hacks, this hack, this is happening, that's happening. But you shared an interesting perspective about what's going on globally. Let's let's check in about that. I'd love for you to share that with our listeners. No, terrific. Thank you. Well, first of all, let's think about the concept. There are two concepts that, that, that people have to adjust to. The first is that breaches have become the third certainty in life and that it is inevitable that each and every one of us will become a victim of some form of or multiple forms of identity theft at various stages of our lives. That's just a given. Because it doesn't matter what you do, how well you protect yourself individually, 
if you're on a database and the wrong person gains access at the wrong moment mm. and your social security information is on that database, which unfortunately uh, it's on a lot of databases, um, you're going to be looking over your shoulder for the rest of your life. So that is a reality. Oh. Over one billion, that with a B, think Dr. Evil in Austin Powers, one uh. billion files containing personal identifiable information have been exposed to hackers and scammers and identity thieves just in the past few years. Some people argue just in the past two years. Uh, mm. The second thing is the cyber war has replaced the Cold War uh. and that, that you can create more havoc, more damage, and more chaos uh, with the mouse than you can with a nuclear weapon. That's mm. a reality. And that, you know, we hear about all the hacks that go on in the United States, and we go, my gosh, what is it about us that everyone in the world wants to hack us? But the truth is, this is going on around the world. We have breached notification laws in America, not a national one, but almost every state does. So we have greater transparency about this than other countries in the world. The EU is now starting to come in our direction. There is a breach notification law that phases in over the next two years. You won't really be hearing about hacks in China and Russia and Syria and Iran other than the famous hack of the nuclear program in Iran with the Stuxnet virus that uh, the documentary mm. Zero Days talks about, that the U.S. and Israel were involved in that. But it's going on worldwide, and people are having issues worldwide. And think about it. There are four kinds of hackers in the world. State-sponsored hackers, certainly the Chinese and the Russians, have hacked into almost every major government institution in the United States and an awful lot mm. of businesses. You have for-profit hackers, the folks who just want to get everything they can out of a database and then sell it. Then you have the cause hackers, people that are upset about something. The Sony breach, uh, many people think, was a cause hack by the North Koreans because they were upset uh, with the movie that was done. Uh, um, and then you have an Ashley Madison, which you know was the big cheating website that was breached, uh, and 37 million uh, names were, or email addresses and information was released. And there were suicides, there were divorces, there were all sorts of horrible things that came out of that. And then you have the because I can people. And there are a lot of people around the world who do hacks because they want to have bragging rights with friends of theirs in the hacking community. Look what I did. Mm -hmm. And the truth at the end of the day is it doesn't matter how you ended up in the crosshairs of one of these hackers. The fact is... Yeah. You did, or you will. Think about the fact that in 2015, just with four breaches, Anthem, Premira, Excellus, those are the healthcare insurers, and the Office of Personnel Management, over 120 million Social Security numbers were exposed to the wrong people. That's yeah. over a third of the American population, and certainly uh, a much bigger percentage of people who are actually in a position where they could use that information immediately to exploit for all sorts of reasons, although there were so many children involved in those breaches, and child identity theft 
is a huge and growing problem even before those things occurred. So we are all in the crosshairs of hackers, and we have to understand that. We can't sit there going, it's never going to happen to me. People say, I don't have any money. Why does somebody care about me? (laughs) They don't need your money. They want your Social Security number. They want to file a fraudulent tax return. They want to go and get medical care in your name using your insurance. They want to open accounts using your insurance. They'll bill you a new credit file. I once worked with somebody who said, my gosh, the person who stole my identity has better credit than I do. But, uh, <laughs> you know, they will, they will do this. And people go, but I'm not a celebrity. The truth of the matter is, in the eyes of a hacker, each and every one of us is Kim Kardashian. Mm. They want our stuff because it, there is a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow for them. That's why we have to get a lot smarter about this. Yeah, I have to tell you, uh, many people, I don't know uh, if, if you all listening are, are kind of like this, but a lot of folks don't get to the back of the book or look at the appendix. I could not get out, after I read, through the, after I read the book, I could not get out of appendix two, where you list pretty much, whether you're familiar with this or not, you list a glossary of scams. And so while we're sitting here thinking, oh, email scam, right? Email scam. No, you know, there are Facebook notifications. There are many, many ways that, that, that folks are out there thinking, how am I going to create the scam of the, of the decade today? Right? Just like you talked about. Um, what there, have, uh, yeah, go ahead. If people, have to, if people have to keep in mind that when you're dealing with yeah. hackers and scammers and fraudsters. Yep. They're the three of they're very creative, they're very sophisticated, and they're very persistent. They're going to go after a company as long and as hard as it takes to get into that database if they want to get into it. They're going to go after individuals. If there's something that that specific individual has done or got or said that gets a hacker upset, they're coming after you. And they're not going to stop till they get in and they get what they want. And, you know, there are things people have said. First of all, so many people have passwords that are silly, like password <laughs> or one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So many yep. people share passwords across all of their universe of financial services, retail, uh, email, and, and uh, social networking sites. So many people overshare information on social networking. And... If you think about it, think of all the information that you post about your family, about your life. How many quizzes do you take online because you think they're cute? And what people don't realize is you need to think of your information on social networking as components of a nuclear weapon. In and of themselves, the components may be harmless. When combined, they could be lethal. So you take a quiz. It goes, what's your favorite color? What was your dog's name? What was your mother's maiden name? What street did you grow up on? What was the mascot of your high school? Then think about every time you go to a website and they ask you to set up your security question protocol, and they give you all sorts of different questions, and you give the answers. Now, most people say, well, my mother's maiden name is exactly what their mother's maiden name was, or their age is exactly their age or the mascot is the mascot. What I say to people on social networking is, 
because so much information is out there and people now use it, so when that combined with information in breaches is out there, people don't need to do sophisticated hacking anymore. They could literally walk through the front door of a website because they can answer your security questions because you've put your information out there. So if you feel compelled to share every morsel of your life when it comes to setting up your security questions, lie. They don't yes. need to know what your mother's actual maiden name was or what your dog's name was or what your mascot was in high school because this is not a background check being inducted by the United States government for the purpose of giving you a security clearance. It's not about veracity. It's about consistency. As long as you remember what you told them, that's all that counts. They don't care. Yeah. But you need to care. I love this conversation because this is really, when we come back from break, this is talking about what you can do. And I'll tell you, how many of you out there, I'm not saying, but I'm just going to ask you a little question. How many of you plugged into a dating site where you absolutely think you must tell what everybody, everybody, everything about you? And don't you dare lie about your age on that site. How about those dating sites? When we come back, we're going to talk about what you can do because, you know, Adam has laid this out so well. What you can do to monitor your own security. And then what if this happens to you? What are some of the things you might do to manage whatever might come your way? Stay tuned, everyone. We'll be right back. Swiped, Adam Levin joining me here today. It's a fabulous book, fabulous book. And we're going to give away a copy when we come back as well. Stay tuned, everybody. We'll be right back. The doctor is in. Tune in to the hit show, The Psychic Love Doctor, with host Deborah Lee. Deborah's life affirming, highly perceptive reading method has taught Deborah how to zero in on specific problems with relationships, career pursuits, and current roadblocks to success and happiness. Join Deborah Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific and for a special broadcast the second Thursday of every month at 11 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Wow. Hey, everyone. Welcome. Uh, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. I'm telling you, I got to pinch myself some days because when each of us gets called to do something that we so not thought was in our real house to do for a purpose that's so much greater than us, we get to show up and shine. If you would like to show up and shine on the Dr. Pat Show as a co-host or sponsor, send us an email to inspire at the drpatshow.com. Tune in to Lucid Planet Radio with Dr. Kelly Neff. This hit show will illuminate your senses and empower you beyond your daily stressors and hardships. Renowned psychologist and author Dr. Kelly will captivate you with far-reaching topics and amazing guests as you wake to the greatest version of yourself. Learn to tap into your intuitions, think critically about our world, heal emotional and psychological wounds, and follow your passions to live your dreams. The Lucid Planet. Welcome home. Visit lucidplanetradio.com for more information. Are you anxious, worried, or insecure? Hi, I'm Dr. Friedman Schaub. I'm the author of The Fear and Anxiety Solution. Join me for my next breakthrough video seminar, which starts on September 10th. 
This program has helped thousands of people worldwide to overcome their struggles with anxiety, and I'm certain it can also help you. If you're ready to be free again and have a stronger foundation of inner peace and confidence, visit thefearandanxietysolution.com. Do you keep attracting the same type of guy over and over? Do you believe all of the good guys are taken and you might be single forever? Hi, my name is Deb Acker, and in addition to being the host of Truth Talk Radio, I'm an intuitive life coach and energy healer. I clear energy blocks to all areas of life, including love. Did you know that many times the thing that keeps us attracting the same type of person is energy related? What if you could complete this pattern for good to attract conscious, loving men? Don't think it's possible? Several years ago, this is where I was, and I went on a journey to figure out how to undo this for myself, and I now help others with this. I love helping clients clear this pattern for good to have the love they so desire and deserve. If this resonates for you and you're ready to be truly done attracting the same type of person, I'd love to gift you with my pattern identification session. Simply contact me on the contact page of my website, deborahacker.com. That's D-E-B-O-R-A-H-A-C-K-E-R.com. And let me know you heard about this gift through Transformation Talk Radio. I look forward to connecting soon. everyone. It's so great to have Adam Levin joining me here today. Swiped. Yeah. Now, you know, why is this important? Well, for a lot of reasons. And, you know, Adam certainly, you know, you've talked about in your book, the many, many ways things can happen. And and clearly for you, for folks out there, um, you know, when you look at the book, you, you really get to, to go on this journey with Adam that is not just about, you know, how to really look at dangerous and deadly and so forth, but, but about solutions. And the solutions are really important because awareness, you know, and knowledge is very powerful, very, very powerful. And Adam, thank you for today. 1-800-930-2819 if you've got a question for Adam or first caller who would like a copy of the book as well. Um, Adam, I want to talk about solutions because there's nothing I don't think, you know, that is more devastating for those of us that have been affected by this is the rude awakening that, my gosh, somebody got your debit card number or most importantly, your social security number. Or as I mentioned before the break, You know, any of us that have been on any one of the dating, online dating services, somehow we were convinced that we should tell every single bit about ourselves. And I'm telling you, that's a ton of information on there. Can you help us? Can you help us in what should we be monitoring? And then we can talk about what do we do if, in fact, this happens to us. And thank you for today. Well, well, let me, there there are a few things that people should think about even in advance. First is, mm-hmm. you don't carry your Social Security card with you ever, or your kids' oh. Social Security cards. You never carry your full inventory of credit and debit cards, because if your wallet gets lost or stolen, 
you don't want to be in a position where you're replacing everything and you have nothing to operate with. So always keep a couple credit cards or a debit card in a safe, uh, just so if, if there's a problem, you can deal with it. Um, covet your info. And that means if someone calls you, approaches you online or in person, and asks you for any information that would authenticate you, hang up, delete whatever the communication was, or walk away. That uh. only, only when you are in control of the situation, you made the phone call to the bank or the retailer or the government agency, that you um, went to a secure website and are doing something that may require your Social Security number or your credit card. Uh, when you go to the doctor, you do not give them your Social Security number. You don't have to. They've got your insurance information. In most cases, you can't escape the office without giving them your credit card. What you do is, if they want your Social Security number, say, you know what, here's my emergency contact number. My wife has it. My lawyer has it. Anything happens to me, call them. They have the information. With passwords, long and strong passwords, alphanumeric, uppercase, lowercase, symbols as opposed to letters, like a dollar sign as opposed to an S, exclamation point as opposed to an L, a zero as opposed to an O. Never share your passwords across websites ever. Uh, if you can't remember your passwords, get a password manager or create a system or a passphrase. Pick a phrase, but you need to be the person that knows the phrase and make sure that people who know you don't know that this is one of your favorite phrases that you use because a lot of identity theft occurs within the family. But do the phrase, put a couple letters in front to remind you of the website, numbers, and back. Two-factor authentication. That's where if a strange device is going on a website as if it were you, that the website asks them to either, you know, send a code. So they'll send you a code to a trusted device, which is your cell phone. Then you enter the code. You can continue your logon. Or they'll ask you a series of security questions just to make sure you're you. But remember, as we said earlier, when you set up your security questions, why? Um, never overshare on social network. It can come back to haunt you. Shred and consider a credit freeze. And this is where no one, including you, can get access to your credit unless it's thawed by way of a PIN or password. You have to do it with each of the three credit reporting agencies. It's a little bit of work, but trust me, once a credit freeze is in place, it's not the silver bullet. It doesn't mean you're protected from every form of identity theft, but it will prevent people from opening accounts in your mm -hmm. name uh, gives you more control. Now, monitoring, the second M, which is what you asked, how do you monitor? Well, yes. Yes. You, can go to an, you can go to annualcreditreport.com, which is the government-mandated site. You can get a free copy of your credit report from each of the three agencies once a year. Some people get them all at once. Some people get one every four months, so they get a different snapshot of their credit in the event something's happening. You can go to sites like Credit.com and others, where you can look at your credit scores, and they're updated free on a monthly basis. Uh, because if your credit score suddenly drops in an unexplained fashion, it could be one yep. of three reasons. You were late on a payment, you're using too mm -hmm. much of your credit, 
before you're a victim of identity theft, you need to know. You should be checking your bank and credit card accounts on a daily basis just to make sure that every transaction you see is yours. If you say, ah, it requires too much effort, then sign up for what's called transactional monitoring alerts. They're free from your yeah. bank, your credit union, or your credit card company. Uh, oh, they're brilliant. This, brilliant, this those yeah, alerts no are. Yeah, they notify you anytime there's activity in your accounts. Now you say, why would I want to know? Because now when credit and debit cards are stolen, oftentimes they're sold in the black market by zip code. And the reason is to evade bank systems that are looking for out-of-pattern spending. Out-of-pattern could be this is not where you normally use it. And that's why... To the bank, it may be occurring in your neighborhood, so they don't know. But to you, you'll say, hey, I wasn't around the corner at that ATM machine yesterday. And mm -hmm. it's one of those things where if you see something, say it. Now, there's more sophisticated forms of monitoring where you can monitor your Social Security number activity, medical activity, things like that. They're more expensive. You should certainly consider that. That's the second M. And then the third M is manage the damage. Now, one of the ways that you can manage the damage, and a lot of people don't realize this is available, is through your insurance company, credit union, financial services institution, or the HR department where you work. They have programs that will help you get through an identity incident. And for many of these organizations, it's free as a perk of your relationship with the institution. It's a customer acquisition and retention tool. So what you need to do, call your insurance agent, call your financial services rep, call the HR department where you work and say, do you have a program to help me? Am I in it? If not, what do I have to do to get in it? Is it free or what's it going to cost? And then you make the decision if you think it's worth it. Trust me, it's worth it. Yeah, it, it, it's worth it. And what I love about what you're saying is that there are many places that will walk you through it as well. Um, but you really touched upon something that even to this day, I'm not really quite sure why it is that anybody that has a credit card is not inviting uh, to is somehow to get an alert, even on your credit cards, right? You know, you can ask your credit card. You don't even have to ask anymore. You can like check a box that says, oh, by the way, I want to be notified of my charges. What, what right. that means is that I know what I'm charging most of the time, right? Even my auto things. Uh, and it tells you, oh, uh, gee, thank you for that purchase in Indiana last week. So aren't there now many opportunities for people to set these these processes up? What do you think, Adam, if I could ask you, what is in the way of us doing that? And does it have anything to do with our generational wherewithal about the impact of that? What are your thoughts about this? I know you're a champion for this, so I know you're talking to people all over the world. But what can we say to folks to say, today's the day? Well, because you just have to make a decision that if you're willing to put up with the emotional and economic dislocation of being a victim of, of some form of identity theft. And, you know, in the old days, everyone perceived of identity theft as, uh, you know, credit card fraud. 
we're, we're way beyond credit card fraud. And, and the oh. truth is, if you have an issue with a credit or debit card, you make a phone call, and in most cases, it goes away. You replace the card. Now, I always tell people, for instance, if you're going to shop online, use a credit card, not a debit card, because you have more time to review, more time to indicate to them you're having a problem, and they have better fraud protections than debit cards. With a credit card, it's their money. With a debit card, it's your money. And with a debit card, you've got to notify the institution much faster, and somebody could be draining your account every day for a few days. And if you're not paying attention, that's why you want those, those alerts. And they're so critical, and they're so easy. And the only standing thing standing between us and those alerts is us. All you need to do is mm-hmm. contact your institution. Go on the website, and, and almost every one of them has a program that, that you can, can use for that. But that's the low-hanging fruit of identity theft. You want to talk about the scarier parts, people yeah. opening accounts in your name that you didn't know, and suddenly your credit is destroyed. Um, mm. Medical identity theft, where your information is being used for the purpose of getting medical treatment, prescriptions, um, for examinations, the danger is your lifetime limits for certain insurance coverages could be used up. Um, you could be getting bills if it's not insurance-related or you don't have the insurance that you can't pay. Um, you're also in a situation where someone using that information, getting medical treatment in your name, their medical information is getting commingled with yours, and suddenly your blood type changes, your allergies to medications change. You could die. Um, mm. You could end up on a no-fly list. You could become a victim of criminal identity theft where someone commits crimes in your name and the trail of breadcrumbs leads back to you and then you get arrested and then you have to explain to a judge that it wasn't you and you end up spending time in jail while your lawyer tries to sort things out because there are warrants in your name in a state you've never been for a crime you've never committed. There's Mm -hmm. child identity theft where kids don't check their credit. Most parents don't check their children's credit, and yet a child could be a victim of child identity theft and not know for 15 years. And then when they go to get credit, all of a sudden they find out their credit's destroyed. And another scary part of child identity theft is a lot of it occurs within the home. Parents steal their kids' identities. Kids steal their parents' identities. Brothers and sisters steal their identities. Do you know that 10% of foster children in America are victims of identity theft? 10%. Because they go from home to home, their information is on a card passed from family to family. And so, you know, that's a problem out there. Tax fraud. Someone using your information files a return as if it were you. They get your refund. You're ending up waiting for a refund or you attempt to file a return and it's blocked or your refund never shows, or you get a deficiency notice from the IRS telling you that you owe money because you earned way more income than you reported, and now the criminal division of the IRS is interested in you because someone using your Social Security number got a job, and that income is being reported to you by way of your Social Security number. So we're talking about some really ugly collateral damage effects uh, of breaches and identity theft. Yeah, and you know, there is enough information out now 
where we can begin the conversation by doing a check and balance. And what I mean by doing a check and balance is by doing a check and balance to see, great, where do I even stand right now? You know, where do I even stand in the process of everything we're talking about here today that I can begin to make a change? And you've shared some very, very important things today for us in a way that we can begin to make things happen. I think one of the most important things that you shared today for, you know, the average person out there was the idea that we don't have to tell every website we sign up the absolute exact truth. You know, we don't have to exactly spell our mother's maiden name exactly that way. Or we don't actually have to say, my favorite pet is really this. Right. And I just think we've become so obedient, obedient, Adam. <laughs> no, you're right. And I, here's another thing. Now, now I'm going to put it in terrifying perspective. Did you ever see the movie Minority Report with Tom Cruise? Yes. Yes. Well, yeah. that's. That's where we're heading, um, and we're heading that way because right now there are over five billion, B, billion devices from your toaster to your television set to your car to your HVAC system in your home to your security system to the baby monitor. All of these things are gathering information, theoretically sending it back to the manufacturer. They could be hacked. There is even a smart mattress cover that can determine what the pressure for the mattress should be to enable you to go to sleep faster. It will know when you sleep, when you wake up. It is capable of turning on your coffee pot, turning down the temperature in your home, turning off the lights, because we are now living in the Internet of Things or the sensor net. And Something as simple as each of these devices come with a default password set by the manufacturer, and oftentimes this information is shared on websites throughout the black market, through the, through the deep web, the dark web. Mm -hmm. People just need to read the manual and see where they can change the password and change it to a long and strong password that's their password that will make it more difficult for anyone to as it were, invade that device or change the password on your router just to make sure that it's unique to you. People can help you do that. But we are, we are rapidly moving to the point where you're going to pass a billboard. It's going to scan your retina. It's going to tell you all of the wonderful products you can buy based on all of the preferences that you've expressed through all of the shopping you've done everywhere you've done. It also could be used by, as a device by the government to track people who might be criminals. So, you know, privacy is in danger, and people need to do whatever they can to protect their privacy. And remember something, when, you, when there's convenience versus security, most people opt for convenience. Even something as simple as you have an app on your phone and you save the user ID or password in that app on your phone. So that means if someone steals your phone and oh, you geez. haven't properly protected your phone and you don't have a thing that can wipe your data clean if your phone is stolen, then someone gets their hands on your phone and they get into your app. And people go, I don't want to spend the one minute it takes to type in my user ID and password. Yes, you should. 
something just as simple as that. And when you put any app on your phone, get it from an approved app store. Get it from the Apple Store or the approved website for Google Apps because a lot of hackers create apps that look like the real deal. People put it on their phone and suddenly they're not alone on their phone anymore. Yeah. And, you know, there is a couple of other things that I just want to talk about one thing in particular. I know we only have a few minutes left. Even to be mindful to continuously change your password. I mean, that seems like such a burden for people that, uh, well, wait a minute. If I had a spreadsheet of all my passwords and I didn't keep it on a general public server and maybe I printed it out and deleted it or whatever that is, and I was mindful to have some kind of reminder to go into, I don't know, Facebook, change my password. I mean, isn't it the old expression, let's keep them guessing? Would that even oh, help there, Adam? <laughs> no, it does. And, and look, you know, there, we're moving in certain directions where there's now biometric authentication. So uh, think of it, your fingerprint on your phone. They're even d- d- looking at things like you do a transaction, you take a selfie, you blink with your phone. <laughs> so we're moving toward biometric authentication. That's better. But while we still live in the the world of the password, what you need to do is long and strong passwords. You can get a password manager, which means that, you know, once a month you can change your passwords. It automatically gets stored in the manager. It updates, and you just have to go to the manager. When you want to go to a website, you just pull down a menu and click, um, and then it will authenticate you. So it will send a code to your phone, do things like that. That's important. If you say, you know what, I don't trust password managers, I want a list of my passwords, don't write it on a piece of paper or pin the paper to your computer or stick it in your drawer. Take the passwords, download them onto an encrypted thumb drive, and then you only have to remember two things, where you put your thumb drive and your password to the thumb drive. Or people could do what you and I talked about earlier, which is a pass phrase, like, for example, the quick brown fox jumped over the fence. And you don't need the whole phrase. You could use the first letter of each word. Now, obviously, you don't use that phrase because a lot of everyone's heard it now. But you Uh could do that, a couple letters in front to remind you of the website, a couple numbers in the back to remind you of something, and change it up every month. And I know people think it's a burden, but you know what? It is nothing compared to the burden that you will endure if someone gets their hands on your access into your social networking site, your email, your financial websites, your retail websites. Oh, wow. Wow. Adam, I can't thank you enough for, first of all, doing all the great work you've done in the world. And and thank you for writing a book that is not just comprehensive, but I know for me, it kept me on the edge of my seat. Thank you so much for today. One last question. What's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with today? I think the most important thing is that, and I know it sounds trite, but knowledge really is power. And you need to know what the things are you need to look for. You need to understand what a phishing email is. That when you get a phone call from anyone asking you to confirm anything other than, are these your transactions? 
hang up, even if you look at your caller ID and it looks mm-hmm. like it's real, they can spoof that. The IRS yeah. doesn't call you. Banks are not going to call <laughs> you and ask you to authenticate yourself. So therefore, awesome. covet your information. Thank you, Adam. Awesome. I love it, everybody. Wow. We'll see you next time. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.